Hey, welcome to my podcast, the podcast that I do um, sometimes when I feel like it. Uh, this episode, I don't have any clear goal, like last week. Um, and I also don't feel like looking nice, and I don't feel like sitting in front of a camera. So, um, this episode, I will be... Uh, Chatting about, I guess, whatever comes to my brain. So, uh, last week, I talked about my health. This week, I will not be doing that. (laughs) Uh, um, Instead, I will maybe mention that my podcast is now on Spotify. I will pull that up now. If you are watching this, uh, it, my podcast is now on Spotify. Now, I do not like that this Acast thing is on there. Hopefully in the future I can just host my own RSS feed and not have to deal with that. But um, for right now, I'm using another service to help me host it because I am lazy. Um, I didn't realize that I could have just did an RSS feed through Patreon, so... That is why it's through ACAST. <laughs> um, I will also now use this opportunity to bring up that this podcast is on Patreon. If you liked, if you would like to pay me money, uh, let's see if I can pull this up. Look at it as a public viewer. All right, so. This is my Patreon. Um, yeah, this is the Patreon. You will get the episodes a day or two early. And these are the tiers. This $1 tier is just to support. Um, the $3 one is just the normal, also probably just to support. <laughs> Um, I will say, though, I probably need to add early access to this tier because I have accidentally started releasing these on the $3 tier. So I'll probably have to add that. But yeah, there are multiple tiers. Just choose one. Literally, this one's just all of this stuff, but also, you know, it's the same. So That's why I say support. It's different tiers for different levels of support. But... $3 and up more than likely is the early access ones. Uh, bonus content, eventually, if people actually start supporting me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so far, every episode from episode 11 to this one is on the Patreon. So, very cool. Anyway. All right. Um, now that I'm done shilling... I suppose I will start discussing things. Um, I I will talk about YouTube. That's that's a topic that's fresh on my mind. Now, hold on. I am answering a text message in the middle of my podcast. <laughs> so, I started watching YouTube in 2009 and 
anybody who hears that may think, wow, you are old, if that is actually true. Um, I'm not. I started watching YouTube when I was around seven years old. Damn, I just gained like 10 subs. I don't know how that happened. Wow, I went to check my <laughs> dashboard while I'm talking, and I've gained 14 subs. I'm at, in the last 28 days, I'm at 643. I. I'm not sure how that happened. Alright. Anywho. Uh, so I started watching YouTube in 2009 when I was 7 years old. And I pretty much watched, like, you know, Star Wars clips because people were ripping Star Wars and uploading clips of it, as they do now, on, like, movie channels. And I was watching a channel called Forest Fire Films. Um, I, or Forest Fire 101, I believe is his informal name. Forest Fire Film. Yes. Forest Fire 101, he makes Lego stop-motion animation. Um... So... A lot of people may recognize him as the guy who created the Duck Song. Uh, I used to watch videos like, uh, you know, all those Lego Batman stuff. I used to watch, you know, like, literally just the Lego Batman stuff, I think, is the majority of the stuff that I watched. I did watch a little bit of his Lego Star Wars stuff. I watched pretty much all of his Lego Batman videos back then. Um, but yeah, he's most well-known for the Duck Song. Um, so that's who I used to watch back then. Uh, that's the only creator I can remember uh, the name of. I, I know I watched other stuff, but that's like the main one that I was always watching. And I watched a video recently where uh anthony padilla did a like a sit down with uh og youtubers as he calls them and it was tyler oakley um i can't remember the name of the other guy and grace helbig and i remember all three of them even though i can't remember the name of the second guy i just remember recognizing him in his profile picture and I was like, wow, this was so long ago. And what's so weird is that the people back then that were making videos, uh, Grace doesn't even consider herself an OG YouTuber. And I thought that was really interesting. And it, when I was watching the video, it got me thinking, like, man, uh, I started watching YouTube a long time ago. Uh, when I started making videos i had been watching youtube for about four years i have now been watching youtube for 14 years which is an insane number to me and um one thing and this is gonna be such a tonal shift 
one thing that I came to realize is that some YouTubers started making videos in 2006. I would have been uh, four years old when that uh, when that was happening. And recently, in quote-unquote OG YouTuber, named uh, Boogie, or what is it, like Boogie2988, you may recognize him as like the Francis character. He is dating a 20-year-old. Now, keep in mind, this woman's younger than me. So, <laughs> automatically, I'm like, okay. Um, and he's 48, for context. There's something about that age gap that has always disturbed me when someone over twice someone's age like that decides to seek out a woman that age. And think about it like this. Um, let's say you're 28 years old and you're just chilling. And then randomly the thought crosses your mind, hmm, there are babies being born right now. In 20 years... I'm going to date one of those babies. <laughs> imagine that line of thinking. Now, imagine you are 48 years old and you decide this 20-year-old, I want to date her. Is that not a little weird that you are more than tw- you're you're more than 20 years older than her? You're 28 years older than her. And someone pointed out that Boogie made his YouTube channel in 2006. If this girl is truly 20, because I know Keemstar's girlfriend, also a weird age gap, um, has claimed that she's actually 18. She, she's alleging that the girlfriend's actually 18 and that Boogie's hiding it. If she's 20... She was three years old when he made his YouTube channel. Imagine if in 2030, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go out with somebody born in 2010. They were three years old when I made this YouTube channel. Or my main one, at least. Like... That's such an odd thing to think about. And um, if she's 18, then, like, that's even worse. I mean, she was one. She couldn't even walk when he made his YouTube channel. Not that there's, like, a difference between three and one. But, like, it's even worse somehow by, like, a very minute amount. So, also, it's also Rich from Brantley. Keemstar's girlfriend that she's saying this because when she started going out with Keemstar, Keemstar was like, what, 41? And she was 20? I'm 21 and a baby born right now is essentially uh, what Brantley is because Keemstar was 21 when she was born. If I'm getting those numbers right. So. Um... I I was just thinking about how weird that is. People with those types of age gaps 
like <laughs> it you you gotta think about it in terms of uh where were you when this person was born? If you were still like a kid when your partner was born, then like that's fine. If you were like fresh out of high school or like barely uh into college when your partner was born, there's a bit of a problematic uh age gap there. And if you're almost 30 years old when your partner was born, there's something crazy about that. Insane. Um, but yeah. Uh, like I know people who have like a six year age gap. Nothing wrong with that. I know people with a 10 year age gap. I don't really see anything wrong with that. Um, but there's something especially strange about 48 and 20. Like, look, let's say he's 68 and she's 40. Who gives a shit? I don't. That's a little different, I will say, because she's already 40. And, you know, she's lived her life up to that point. She's mature. She's, you know, lived experiences and the the 68 year old you know look you can come up with your own problems with that but the 68 year old is in a similar position just with 28 extra years of life experience either way they're still fully grown adults they're older than the average like uh older than the average new parent older than the average newlywed they've lived but when you're 48 and you're like, I'm going to go for this woman that I shouldn't even be saying woman, anybody, I shouldn't even be going for this person that, um, when you're, when you're that age and you're like, this person can't even drink <laughs> and they've been able to vote for two years. Like if they had joined the military at 18, they'd only be two years into their service. If you're thinking about, um, going after something like that that's very strange i just feel like people who target people whose target age is 18 to 21 or 18 to 20 21 is fine i guess i'm being generous when i say that 18 to 20 is problematic in the sense that a lot of people i know see that as like oh this is the closest to like a teenager as I'm going to get. These people are the most innocent, untouched by society people. No life experience. They don't know any better, more than likely. That's why a lot of people do that. And it's disturbing. So, you know, especially Boogie. You know, like Keemstar was 41. You can make the 21-year age gap. Or he might have been 40. I don't even know. You can make the 20-year age gap jokes. Like, I get it. You know, it, that he set the bar for, like, ugh, you know. But 28 years, that's literally how old my parent, like, my mom was when I was born. Like, I mean, come on. You know? 
you know, somewhere out, my mom gave birth to me at 28, and then there's another 28-year-old out there going, dang, there's a mother out there giving birth right now, and I can't wait till that kid is 20. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my my mother's 48. (laughs) Like, come on. So, you know, that that's why it's um just very strange. So Anywho, let me pivot. What else can I talk about? Um Oh, so I I'll talk about my trip. I went to the beach. Um and I got really sunburned and sick. <laughs> but most importantly, I got sunburned. And uh, all my skin peeled. And I thought, in my infinite wisdom, this is why a 48-year-old should not be dating a 20-year-old. I am 21, and in my infinite wisdom, I decided to swim in a pool with no sunscreen. Because I just wasn't thinking about it, and I went, eh, I'll be fine. Um, and so, yeah, I was at my mom's house, and I was swimming in the pool. And now I have this, like, super jagged line on my arm where I burn myself again. And so, like, when I burned myself at the beach, my skin peeled, and it peeled, like, a decent chunk of my arm. Well, all that new skin, all that smooth, brand new skin, has now been reburned, and uh, I now have one of the worst tan lines anyone can have. Think of like a European country's border, and that's what the side of my arm looks like, because somebody didn't want to put sunscreen on them. Um, so yeah. So, I'm a bit of a moron. And, uh, also, yeah, my face burned horribly, too. Like, my forehead is super red, my cheeks are super rosy. It's so bad. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I. You can tell I'm like dry on topics because I'm like, oh, let me talk about my sunburn. <laughs> There's just not much to talk about. Like I could talk about work, but work kind of anything I say about work kind of gives away too much about what I do. I I will say I be whipping it on the forklift. Um, that's about as much as I'll give away. Is that I am really good at driving a forklift. <laughs> so yeah that uh yeah i mean there i i'm a very boring person i think i said this last episode or i've probably said it before at some point i'm very boring uh i used to do stuff all the time now i'm super boring i'm an adult who has a job who works i don't have a whole lot of time to do fun stuff i have bills I have a potential future to think about. 
and um, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I'm a lot more hopeful for my future than I used to be. I think when I was 18, 19, I was very like, ugh, I didn't go to college. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I should have gone to college. Like, I was very regretful about not going to college. And I was very like, oh my god, what am I going to do with my life? 20 and 21, I feel like, uh, you know, like the back end of 20. And the whole time I've been 21 so far. I've been very hopeful about my future. I've been very more optimistic. I I think my, my girlfriend's a huge part of that. She worked at, like, this pet daycare and she hated it she was miserable she was always ranting about something she hated her coworkers. some of them she liked some hated most and she always had a problem with it and the management was like you know leading her on to making her think she's going to be a supervisor then they didn't give it to her and then when she put in her two weeks they were like oh but we were going to give it to you and then she was like fuck you and she left and she went and worked somewhere else, somewhere that she really liked. And this is what gave me more optimism. Is I was, and This is why I say the tail end of 20. Because um, it was around this time last year that all this happened. And I'm about halfway through my 21-year-oldness. <laughs> so she got this new job, and she really liked it. And she seemed way happier, not complaining as often about it. She seemed to not have many problems with it. And she seemed genuinely happy. I'm saying it in the past tense as if it's still not true. She still really likes her job. She uh, recently, two months months ago, or I, I should say back in like January, she was promoted to be the manager of a new branch of their company. And two months ago is when they started like making the move and then... About a month ago is when they finally settled in. And she has been a manager basically running this place for the last month now. She seems like she really enjoys it. And now, you know, basically we're anchored here now because I want her to keep this job. I want her to pursue it. She seems really happy. And I think she likes it. And it made me more optimistic about my future because like she's like me she only went to college for a little bit about two years and she you know didn't have any experience in this field unlike me who is seeking out a job in a field that I already have a lot of experience in just no like degree to show for it just you know I have the references and whatnot she had none of that and yet she's excelling and making it farther than I have. And I think her dedication and like her ability to grind at these jobs, not that grinding at a job is a good thing because, you know, that's a whole rabbit hole, but I think her ability to do a good job and get noticed by management has really helped her and I think she's super dedicated. <laughs> she I feel like she's gonna hear this. Like this is gonna be the episode that she listens to and she's gonna be like, oh my God. <laughs> but 
But I, I'm being honest, you know, I, I think uh, when she puts her mind to it, she can move mountains. And her doing that has really boosted my confidence. She knows I'm talking about her. She just texted me that she loves uh, Killian Murphy. Um, <laughs> me when Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, she she's amazing at what she does, and she has the ability to literally move a building if she with her bare hands if she wanted to, and I think that's super inspiring, and it really has encouraged me to have more optimism about my future prospects you know instead of thinking like oh my god i'm gonna be stuck in this dead-end job or oh my god i'm gonna be like killing myself physically for the rest of my life or oh my god i'm gonna have to like barely scrape by to find decent jobs instead you know i have some hope i have more more of a good outlook on what the future holds for me I think my girlfriend is very uh has very much helped with that attitude that I've had. That and also the the Chrysler 300 that plowed itself into my dad's car 2 years ago. I think that also had uh, a bit of a uh, impact on me and maybe like the telephone pole that I was cascaded into right after that. Um <laughs> but I mean, who knows, you know, near death experience is just like a small experience. <laughs> No, I'll be honest, a life-changing near-death experience like that when I was 19 had an effect on my social outlook. Weirdly, had no effect on my career outlook. I found myself being like, you know, drama I was having with friends that I was falling out with at the time. It seemed like nothing after that, and I felt like I, you know, could move past it, that I was moving on, that, you know, I almost died. So this drama is really not worth anything if I just got faced with death, you know. And it, it helped a lot with my anxiety about my relationships with people. And I'm way more comfortable being alone when it comes to friends. Um, like, I'm way more comfortable not having any or not having many. Um, having maybe very few very comfortable with that as a result of that whole event but i found that it had little to no impact on my outlook of my career i think a big part of that had to do with the fact that i missed work for almost four months so i didn't like immediately go back and then while i'm there start like thinking about like what am i doing there and all this stuff I think um, I think the big gap kind of made me see it differently. Like when I was injured, I think about a month in, I was like, okay, I'm I'm almost out of money. I had to keep ordering delivery because, like, for the first week because I didn't have a working car. Then someone came and fixed it, so I was driving around, but I was still spending money on food. And I was using delivery services, and I went, you know what? Let me be a delivery driver. So I tried out a different job for the first time ever. I had, I had only had one job up to that point. And 
I, I think because it was a new setting and a new type of job, I was way less likely to reconsider my current job that I was taking a break from because it was too physically tolling. So it's a very strange thing when something like that doesn't change your job outlook. But it's also funny how a year later my uh, outlook was changed again, but in terms of like my future job. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, honest to God, I don't even remember what I was getting to with this. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I think I was just talking about my anxiety with my where like where my life is headed. I think I hope that's what I was talking about because th- otherwise this rambling is gonna sound insane. Um, but yeah, I want to be. I think an audio engineer. If not. I wouldn't mind being like a freelance editor, but I would need to dedicate myself more to that. And I definitely need to learn more, even though I've been editing since almost nine years ago. I think I still, I think taking film classes really showed that I didn't know everything, but I also think, uh, or no, I've been editing for nine years now. Um, it's been a full nine years. I think also I, I don't know everything yet. I would like to know how to do After Effects and stuff. But other than that, like I, I wouldn't mind being a freelance editor. I wouldn't mind doing something tech-related. I've always loved technology. I've always been super knowledgeable on how it works and how to fix it. Um, or in the... Point zero zero one percent chance that I garner some level of like internet notoriety, then maybe I would do that. But I think that was like a dream that I had when I was a teenager. Like when I like when I uh, when I started my channel, I think that was my thought process was like, oh well, you know, I'll be able to like make videos and people will love them and then I'll be able to make money and I think the most money I've made off YouTube is $26 and some change which I've never been able to withdraw because I'm not in the partner program anymore and after they rolled out the new partner program terms and I have to have at least $100 sitting in my AdSense to withdraw that so there's no way like that's the most I've made off of YouTube and I've never even withdrawn it um, see, that was definitely more of a dream that I had when I was very young. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I no longer see YouTube as like a viable career path. I think I just do this for fun at this point. Like I was doing it for fun back then, but I had a clear goal in mind. I think I'm just doing it now. Like I'm just making stuff and putting it out with no expectations. I don't check my YouTube dashboard as like as obsessively as I u- used to. I think I check it like every now and then or I'm like accidentally checking it cuz I have to go upload a video or I'm going to go live. 
and you know i think i think this is definitely not the career i'm striving i'm striving for um but you know i i want to do something that i won't want to bash my head into a brick a, a wall of bricks over i want to do something that i enjoy that i'm knowledgeable on the current job i have that i've been doing for 5 years now is not exact like i'm good at it and i know what i'm doing now and there are times when it's fun when it's not fun is when my knee starts to lock up or I'm in bed and I can't sleep because I'm in pain or I'm limping around because my left knee is just like pulsating with like a stabbing pain. That's when it's not fun. That and when my back feels like it's been bent for seven hours straight. You know, like... I want to eliminate that part of it. Like obviously I still want to be active and everything, but active in the sense that I don't want to be walking around on a concrete floor uh 8 hours a day and I don't want to be carrying around like hundreds of pounds worth of stuff, you know. So, and it's fine that I say concrete floor. It's you know, you obviously know what setting I'm working in if I'm driving around a forklift. <laughs> I could be working at BJ's for all people know. You know, they they have no idea. But, yeah, I mean, that's my ultimate goal, is to work a job where I don't feel like I'm decomposing. Um, what else is on my little brain? Oh, I'm getting pelted with Canadian wildfire smoke right now. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. What what is hitting um the southeast right now? Like where is it coming from? Because where is this coming from? Because I th think I think it's from the Canadian wildfires, um, or it's coming from maybe the South, like South Carolina or something. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, yeah, it's from the Canadian wildfires. We're getting like like blasted by smoke right now. Going to work, dude. It's like you can't even see uh, the city anymore. It's just like a haze, and the sun is just an orange ball in the sky. There's no rays coming off of it. You could practice. I'm not that you should. This is horrible. But you could basically look at it, and it's just an orange ball. It'll still burn a hole through your retinas, but that's what it looks like. And, um, yeah, we're getting pelted with that right now. Um, we're also going through a horrible heat wave, just like last year. I don't know how much longer we can put up with this bullshit 
before we realize maybe we should stop pumping CO2 into the air. Um, but it's like upwards of 96 degrees with it feeling like 115. The ocean is apparently like 100 degrees off the coast of Florida. Like, how much longer are we going to deal with this? We're getting hit with like heavy smoke and haze from Canada right now. We're going through a even worse heat wave than last year. The only difference is that this year I actually have air conditioning, uh, which is a change. Our, our AC was basically broken for like 70% of the uh, heat wave last year. How much longer are we going to put up with this? You know, I, it's like every year now when I was a kid, the the heat in the summer was like nothing, you know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago is when I moved to where I'm at right now. And I distinctly remember summers from when I first moved here. I was able to be outside like all the time, dude. And I wouldn't break a sweat until maybe an hour into being outside. I break into a sweat after a minute of being outside. You know, like, this is crazy. This weather is nuts. And I don't know why we are so okay with it. I just, I don't get it. Um, anyway. <laughs> I am so ADHD filled that I can just jump, uh, jump, I can just jump from topic to topic like that. Um... Oh lord, did I just get sent a picture of Cillian Murphy? I... <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh... God, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just my rant. But, um... Yeah, I thought I was gonna, like, find something on Twitter that I wanted to talk about. Because there have been a few things I've wanted to talk about that have popped up on Twitter. Oh, like, this crazy asshole that... <laughs> That's like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's like this crazy asshole on Twitter that's debating me. I don't know. Twitter's such a shit show, man. Um, my big comeback on this podcast, like when I started making episodes again, was about the downfall of the site. Since then, we have lost the curated uh, trending tab where they would, like, write descriptions of stuff. We've lost that. We've lost the automatic video player recently where you're scrolling through Twitter on your phone and you can just let the video play without sound with the captions on. Uh, I used to do that because I'd be listening to music while I was on Twitter. 
and now I can't anymore, which is really fucking annoying. It makes me not want to watch anything anymore. And because I can read, dude, like I don't need the fucking uh, sound. I guess it's because he's like removed the team that would write captions or whatever. Uh, so we've lost that. I every blue check mark person on Twitter, ninety five percent of them are some of the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. They say some of the dumbest shit I've ever read. They just lie constantly. Lies that are so misaligned with reality that I cannot believe it. (laughs) Like, dude, like, there'll be a fucking statistic in the tweet, and people will be like, yeah, that ain't true, I don't believe it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They sourced it, they put the stat, there's no community notes. I'm one of the people that can rate community notes, and... I read the drafts before they're voted on. Some of them are really good. Some of them are dog shit. And I will tell you right now, I have seen some of the funniest shit in the community notes of just the most butthurt morons. Like, I'll go to a tweet, right? And it'll be a joke. It'll be like a, like a funny video where it's clearly edited and or or it'll be like a math equation um or something with like a joke behind it and there will be community notes that will be like this isn't true and i'm like no shit i'm pretty sure i've even had to rate community notes on onion posts and those i'm like guys there's nothing to be explained it's a joke you know, I thought Twitter was like a place for comedy. And obviously I'm, you know, obviously I'm, you know, talking shit. I know it's not a place for comedy. It's a place for my comedy and not for your comedy. That's basically what it is. Because it'll be like, um, you know, an article, like an Onion article where it's like uh, baby trapped in blah, 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 blah. And one of the community notes will be like, this never happened. This is fake. It's satire. And it's like, okay, you know, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? And then this guy will be like, that never happened. You made that up. Like, imagine if a guy said that to you after you made that joke. You'd probably punch him straight in the nose. So, um, yeah, it, it's stuff like that. And then there will be other notes that are like, no note needed. This is clearly a joke, which I love those notes because those people are clearly the ones that are like, I've already voted on the bullshit note, but I really need to leave another note saying this is a joke. Please don't put this note on the post. There's no note needed. Like, I love those. Those are so funny. But after a while of rating the notes, if I rate them enough, and they get approved enough, I can then start writing my own. And that will be very fun. Uh, I cannot wait to do something like that. Um, so yeah, Twitter is going down the, the hell hole, uh, and that's all I gotta say about it. 
Yeah, because I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of talking about those people. I'm tired of talking about a billionaire's failed uh, baby project where the richest man on earth went, what if I bought Twitter? <laughs> and then made an offer. And then they went, uh-huh, agree to these terms. And he went, sure thing. Waved his right to due diligence. Then immediately was like, wait. Oh my God, wait. And then got duped into buying it anyway. And now he's trying to like sue the law firm that forced him into buying it after he agreed to buy it. it it's so funny watching this man squeal. But um, let's not release some of the blame off of other people. Meta has released Threads. I will say Threads is so early in development that it's such an ass app. I I've tried to enjoy it, but my god, they need a trending tab. They really need to put a trending tab. And then they also need to make it to where I can separate my following from my For You. Because, oh my god, excuse me, oh my god, I'm so tired of seeing tweets from, like, Slim Jim. Um, so yeah, the app would be better if it was worked on more. Um, on top of that, there is now Blue Sky, which I still don't have an invite code to. Please, for the love of god, can I have an invite code? Or, open it to the public. Please, because your little platform that's supposed to replace Twitter, Jack, it's gonna die. There's gonna be no interest in it because it's not a public beta anymore or at all. It, it never was. It's a private beta. And I think that's killing the app. Um, you know, it, if you want another Twitter alternative, um, I wish Google Plus still existed at this point. <laughs> um, Tumblr. Where did Dig go, dude? <laughs> when you needed it. Where? What are we gonna do without Dig? Do not use Reddit. You know. I don't think you should use Reddit. <laughs> anyway, let me pivot to another topic. Um, man, that's way harder than I thought. I recently saw um, The Flash. 7 out of 10. It really was not that bad. Um... Like, actually, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be horrible. I actually kind of liked it. And I feel like this version of Barry Allen is more mature than he was in Justice League, which I think is a good thing. I like that he's friends with Batman. I'm wondering if he's going to go back to his original timeline and you know, alter it 
back to how it was before. I wonder, you know, if he is indeed in the George Clooney timeline. Shouldn't there be another Flash? So, you know... I gotta say, at the end of the movie, you know, he alters the security cam footage, which is how he ends up in George Clooney's world. Why doesn't he just save the footage to a flash drive, go back to his normal timeline, and then give the footage to the court? I don't know, maybe that breaks the rules of the film. Either way, I liked the movie, it wasn't that bad. I kind of enjoyed it far better than Black Adam. I'll say that. Black Adam? What a shitter, dude. I was so exhausted. Dr. Fate was the best part of that movie. Once they killed him, I immediately lost interest. Um, anyway, I recently watched, or I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at home. I saw it in theaters. And I recently rewatched it at home. And I still really like it. <sighs> Zero criticism. Um, I liked it. And then... I've been binge-watching House, which is a medical comedy. Uh, a dark medical comedy. It used to air on Fox, and it is now on Amazon Prime. You have Prime. It is free to watch in the U.S. I don't know if it's free to watch everywhere else. It's so good. I recommend all of it. I like all of it. You can virtually watch any season, and it's pretty much the same show across every season until you get to about... Seasons 6, 7, and 8, when it, the dynamics are changed enough where you can say it's very different. But yeah, overall, really good show. Uh, I highly recommend. I will not gatekeep House. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's the episode. Um, you know, I, I said it before. We are indeed on Spotify now. So make sure you go and listen on Spotify if you want to, you know. And we're also on Patreon. So I don't feel like pulling up the Patreon. So yeah, uh it'll be in the description. Anyways, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. And I will be in the next episode, probably with a webcam. I I do these episodes every now and then. So, you know, the, these aren't often. It's just when I don't feel like being on camera. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, have a good rest of your days or nights. <laughs> Bye-bye.